0: but not necessarily related to the boost because because kyle petty said uh, after the race
1: um who gives a what kyle petty says
0: (laughs) can i finish my question okay go ahead (laughs) the following is a production of dirty mo media
1: hey guys welcome to actions detrimental the tricky edition oh it's tricky (laughs) how do you feel right now jared uh based on my new t-shirt all right, those who can't see, Jared has taken a Denny Hamlin fifty win T shirt and he's cut it in half, literally right down the middle, and he's got a Kyle Larson shirt um, on the other half. You, they're they're like sewn together. Yeah, it's a half and half T shirt. Mm. I'm showing my, my. Are you are you prepared to be Kyle Larson's defender? <laughs> I mean, to an extent. Okay. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. That that's absolutely.
2: Jared, do you feel like this is like mom and dad fighting for you? Like in front of you?
0: Uh, no. Uh, you
1: t- Can I be dad, please?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't get into uh the on-track stuff, but it is a little awkward. I I told your mom in the bus um on that second to last restart when you were on the bottom. I was like I wish someone else was up top cuz I feel like Danny <laughs> might Go come out at it, turn one here and run Kyle a little high. Sort of like he did to Ross. And she's like, no, he won't do that. I was like, uh, if he gets the chance to pass him, I think that's that might be what happens. Really? And it didn't happen on that second to last restart. But
1: Nostradamus. It did, yeah. Wow. No, yeah, it didn't happen on that one for sure. Uh the uh, the 48 <laughs> was not pushing. Um I, I think they probably have conversations in the team about don't push someone past a teammate especially for a win uh which the nbc actually played our audio and i was saying the same thing to chris saying you know if the 19 just wouldn't push the five on this restart i i I, we got a good chance to win we could win this we're probably gonna win this uh but he did and then on the next restart i pushed the five past the 19 i was like well, i mean well if, if we would work something out earlier, then we would add this problem. But, yeah, it's so hard. Uh, I was talking on the radio, actually, when we were stuck behind Kyle that uh, on under the green flag, I was like, you know, we could draft past him. Like, as long as I know he's not going to try to pass me, like I'll slow down on corner exit. We can link up down the straightaway and get a huge draft and um, see if we can't get around him. But it's just so hard in those moments to make – to play all that out and make it work right. But um, yeah, we were, we were both faster at the moment. And I did the same thing he did is that I, I realized pretty quickly that, okay, I'm not going to pass him because he's, you know, arrow block and he'd go up high and then he'd pull it down low. This, you know, pretty standard mile and a half, um, arrow blocking Man, I'm like, we're not going to get around realistically unless he hits traffic or there's a late race restart. There's just, that's the only way. And so I backed off, and then I backed the Truex off with me to just like chill out and make another run, maybe, maybe later in the in the race. Uh, but you know, we were killing our front tires so bad that uh, we, uh, we we just chilled and restart happened, and all hell broke loose. Um, so you want to you want to just get right to it? Yeah, Mister. Let's let's dive right Alan? into what the people want to hear. Okay, perfect. Well. Um, as we talked about, uh, the first restart there, I was on the inside. I really didn't love that position. Um, you know, I thought that maybe double stack on the outside was probably the best idea, but it's so hard. You can't give up the front row, which we didn't. Nobody, it's been a while since someone's given up the front row to, you know, cause you just never know which push could, could be the one that gets you by. And so, um, I didn't really have a good restart there, and I got passed um, by a couple cars, and well, yeah, I got passed by a couple cars, and then I'm restarting third, I believe, because I got back around the 48, yeah, I got back around the 48, so I was third, so I was the third guy to choose, and I'm like, well, I'm definitely choosing the outside here, this is where I was going to start when I was second, and so I got a really, really good push from the four. And it looked like the inside line did not get going because the 47 was way off of the five on the restart. Um, I thought they would actually, yeah, the 47 was off the five who, you know, if you don't, it, it takes people three or four cars in line to really get the, a line going down the front straightaway. So I went into turn one and I, I the key moment for me was getting clear of the 19, Uh, right before we get into turn one so I I shot low and next thing you know I I go in there and I I feel like I go in there pretty deep and the five sails off in there and he just goes straight and I'm like oh like in that moment I'm like oh I got a shot and I think I'm going to clear him at that point so it's it's really really tough because in the this happens in a matter of a half a second or one second right it's super quick so I see him going up the racetrack and lose all of his momentum. I just gas it. And I, and I just am like, I'm going to clear him right here. We're, we're not going to run side by side. At that moment he says, he's still there, he's still there, still there. And again, this is so bang, bang. It's really, really quick happening. I see where I'm at on the racetrack. I'm in the middle and I'm like, eh. well, I'm actually towards the straddling the low line and the middle line. So I gas up, and I get to the middle lane as quick as I possibly can, thinking I'm gonna clear him. And once I realize I'm not gonna clear him, I'm like, ah So I start lifting, and when that happens, I'm coming up, he's, he's holding his line, and I still contest we did not touch. I know it looks like it, but there's not a ding on the car, not a scratch on the car, nowhere on the right side. So from where I was sitting on the left, I mean, I could not, if it was contact, I certainly didn't feel it. It was so small, um, that I certainly didn't feel it in the car. Uh, I saw the flaps go up, uh, which happens whenever you get some low pressure, I guess it's high pressure underneath the hood, uh, which happens when you do get close to each other. Uh, but so I throttle up there, but I got to make sure that i still leave the guy, uh, some room to race, um, he definitely had room up on the high side, but when we get that close to each other, it causes both cars to go extremely tight, which is why we're both lifting, uh, which is why we both lost momentum, uh, but it just caused his car to go way tight. When we got right next to each other, I was tight. He was tight. Uh, we were both lifting and there, you know, he got into the outside wall. Um, You know, we still came off the corner side by side. And then, you know, the race was really kind of decided um, at that point by what happened behind us. Because there was the 19 and the 4 both were coming with a huge run. And I immediately go down to the bottom of the racetrack all the way to where I didn't want to go down where the cars, there's like a jump down where the drains are. So I kind of used that as my white line where I knew no one was going to go further left than that. And so it kind of left the four and the, uh, the 19, no, no choice really, but to follow me down there because Larson kind of had the high line covered at the moment. So, you know, we, we still came off side by side, which shouldn't be lost in all this. Uh, but, but yeah, it was the, the push down the back straight away, uh, that I got that, that cleared me ultimately. Um, but yeah, I, listen, I didn't, i I wouldn't let me think how to word this. I didn't love it because it's Kyle Larson. He's, he's a good friend of mine, but also like I, I wouldn't change anything. I, I, I really wouldn't because I I think about the opportunity for me to get 50 for 600 for Toyota, uh, break the record at the track. There's just a lot of factors that goes into it. And you guys mentioned you and Travis that like a few weeks ago, you're like, what'd I say?
2: (laughs) It was last week.
0: Yeah. Last Monday. What'd I say, Travis?
2: You were just talking about how you really wanted 50 and you're like, I, maybe I just have to start driving more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to drive aggressive. And then you ended it with just ask Kyle Larson. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Wow. Irony. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I think that I, I, I try it's very very hard guys when it's one second you have one second half a second to one second to like make decisions on what you're gonna do but ultimately I wanted to be aggressive and so the aggressive part was I'm throttling up right here and I'm gonna clear myself right away when he didn't get as bad of a when he didn't bobble as much as I thought because listen I can't see him out on the right side when he shoots up in the middle of the racetrack for whatever reason, either drove in too deep or didn't get his right side tires clean. I'm thinking, well, he is going to be really slow here and I'm going to clear him. I got to get to the top. I don't want to get freight train. And, and this is the race for the win. When, again, when the spotter says you're not clear, not clear, he's out there. You know, it's my job at that point to leave him a racing lane, which I thought i did
0: so are you aware of his trajectory in the corner with the line no the i can't
1: see it again i can't see that so what you see on tv is it, it looks simple because it's a bird's eye view or it's the camera angle is this any other but in the car realize i i we don't see anything so all i see is the line that i'm on especially since he's behind me at the moment so you know his nose is not equal not beside you know He's, I think he's up to my door or so at that time. I I don't see him. Um, I don't feel him, nothing. So all I see is the line that I'm racing in. Well, so I'm in the middle here and I'm starting to drift up and I'm like, it's okay. I still, he's still got a lane over there, but the closer we get, the more the arrow just takes off of the race car and, and it, and it makes you go dead right. As we've seen, right? We've seen it with. Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace, uh, same scenario, me and Chase Elliott. Um, it's, it's happened, uh, the, the Ross and Noah, that's what caused that fistfight. It's just a weird spot, arrow spot with these race cars that, you know, people think that like we made contact and it knocked him into the wall. That is not the case. It's sorry, it's not the case at all. I I understand that that's probably the narrative that wants to be had, but it's not a a true one. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is a movie about a team of unlikely underdogs, a struggling working class gamer, a failed former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsports executive. Together, they risk it all and take on the most elite sport in the world. Directed by Neil Blomkamp, this movie features an incredible cast led by David Harbour, alongside Orlando Bloom, Jaimon Hansu, Jerry Hollowell Horner, and Archie Medequi as Yann Martinborough. Some of the most famous racing competitions in the world are recreated through the use of actual Nissan GTs, drones, and practical effects. The racing sequences are so realistic that Yan Martinborough himself worked as a stunt driver on the movie. This movie needs to be seen on the big screen. It's inspiring, thrilling, action packed movie. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is exclusively in movie theaters, August 11th. Get your tickets today. Rated PG 13.
0: I'm curious um, when Kyle's driving in the corner, it's like, can you put yourself in, in his shoes mm-hmm. on the outside? If you see that you're, you know, heading for the wall. Like like what what could he have done differently in your eyes? Like I am thinking I'm watching the replay is when you guys get close, can he not just turn left more and no, run you down the track? He
1: can't because again, I put him in an arrow spot where he, he can't turn his car. So you 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 really have to make a decision at the point. Go ahead and lift and you know we're probably still gonna be side by side because I'm gonna get I'm getting tight as well. He sees I'm I'm starting to come up. Um, but it's 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 hard to explain cuz you've never driven a, a car. It's like I can't tell you I don't know what the numbers are of the amount of downforce that you lose in that particular aero situation, but it is huge. I mean, you lose complete control of your car, which is why you see all the outside cars going dead straight when these uh, when these situations happen. Was the way you passed him was that your plan initially on start? No, no like, I, I, what,
0: what, what was your when when they throw the green flag in your mind? How are you going to get around the leader?
1: I'm not. Honestly, I I didn't think we had a shot other than if he missed the corner. It's the only way. And at that track, we saw throughout the day. But are you doing anything? There's to- no. There, there was no clean pass to be had. Someone was going to have to give way. So, if someone wants to fight their position at pocono let's let's throw out any factors coming from behind you know draft and stuff like that. The outside person or whoever's in control can you can make it probably impossible to pass unless you're willing to just say like this guy's faster, gotta let him go or you use someone up that's just i these next gen cars that are so draggy that when you get side by side, the outside guy can just hold you, hold you, hold you, and you're not going anywhere. So I don't know that there was really a, oh, I'm just going to go down there, turn left, and clear him, and pass him, and race him down the back straight away. Like, it wasn't going to happen. I, I needed him to miss a corner for me to have a shot. Well, I'm asking because,
0: as you said, you have a lot of factors in play here seven, the record at Pocono, your 50th win, 600 for Toyota restarting second or on the second row surely in your mind you're thinking well what is my only chance to get around these guys
1: my only chance was to get to second place and then hope he missed a corner which Kyle's probably not going to miss a corner very often the only chance is in turn one after that his tires are good you know even if he overshoots it like if he's clear it's there is no race to be had there there is there just isn't there's it's just too impossible to pass do you think uh with fans and, and, and the crowd watching this
0: replay, that you lose a little bit uh the benefit of the doubt because of how you raced Ross last year in the
1: same situation? I don't, you know, I don't know about that for sure. While it might look similar, I had left Ross. no choice uh, in that situation. I mean, I, we didn't make contact either. Um, but, yeah, I was up the racetrack quite a bit more with, with Ross. Um, I definitely had the intent as you could see through where I entered the corner uh, to be much lower. Um, but no, it, it would definitely wasn't, I mean, your question is, do you lose benefit of the doubt? Cause it was the same. Yeah. Yes. And no, the outcome was not the same. Um, again, we have to figure out what is, what's acceptable. We're racing for a win a significant win. Um, All these wins in the regular season matter for playoff points and whatnot. Um, So, maybe, you know, probably lose benefit of the doubt if I had to guess, but I don't know that I really had any benefit of the doubt to begin with. I, I don't know. I don't know really that I've ever been looked at subjectively for whatever the, I mean, Jared, if you're, if you're worried about booze, I got booed after I got wrecked at Martinsville. I, I'm I right. got wrecked. <laughs> so it's, it, it, there, there's not subjectivity there. It's not the fans are right because they're booing. Like no, they're, they just they have a different lens because they're fans. and if they're fans of someone or not fans of me, like you're going to have a reaction. I mean, listen to it, like fans are loyal. And NASCAR fans are more loyal than any. So I just, I just take it with a grain of salt. Like the intros, I mean, I get booed a, like the most by far in intros. And, I, and before the race, I hadn't done anything. So what, what's everyone so upset about? So I don't think it was funny at the end of the race. <laughs> Jeff, I guess Jeff Burton was insinuating that the crowd was booing because they threw that caution. And Dale Jr. And boss said no. clarified real quickly, Jeff. I don't think that's what they're doing. I think they're doing for another reason. <laughs> so,
0: but not but not necessarily related to the boost because because Kyle Petty said uh, after the race,
1: um, who gives a f- what Kyle Petty says?
0: <laughs> can I finish my question? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and then you can say that um, for the fans just watching, trying to understand the moment and, and how it happened. Right? They see what happened last year with Ross, which
1: is very evident,
0: right? And oh, I, I got him back.
1: Yeah, because exactly. I, because I'd been wrecked multiple times. I've been on the in way more than I've been on the giving in. And that's just a statistical fact. Correct. Of, but, of most incidences. Yeah. But the outcome
0: from last year and this year is kind of similar. So I, I
1: agree it, with that. I, I definitely concede see that for sure. Um, but I can tell you there was no intent. The, the intent was not the same. I went into the corner thinking, holy shit, this is my opportunity. And I've got a split second to hit the gas and clear him. That's that's what I'm thinking at the time. And when I realized I can't clear him, I would realize I need to leave a lane, leave a lane. I don't know how close he is to the right side of the car. I can't see him. So I don't know how tight he's about to get. All I know is that I'm going to go up here and I'm going to, I'm going to run wide and hopefully we end up side-by-side side off this corner. It didn't work out that way. But, I again, all factors, it's it's hard to put all the factors into play of why you make the decisions you make in a split-second moment. I mean, I didn't go in there and clean them out. Like, you know, who did Ty Gibbs clean out at the – Brandon Jones at Martinsville. Like, that, it's just different. Like – I, I, I will contest and we will show shots of the right side of my race car with not a nick, not a scratch, not a dent nothing so if we touched I mean I usually you put a, a hand on it, it it's going to leave a mark it's, it's just I don't know I mean what, what do you guys want me to do I mean t- just should I leave them more than a lane should I tell me what I should do
0: it's hard. It's. I hard. mean,
1: you know, I, I'm just asking because at Darlington, Kyle Larson didn't deem it was He didn't leave Chastain a lane on the outside, which is what caused the Chastain to then run in the corner and clean him out because he was like, "Well, I got cleared out here." Larson used up Chase Elliott at Watkins Glen as his teammate. Same thing, ran him up high. So I, I don't know what. Are we being subjective? Like, I really need a poll. Like, are you mad about what I did or, or just me? Like, I, I don't, because what's acceptable, right? And, and I get it. Like, it's a very, very fine line for sure, because I ran up the racetrack and didn't leave him a lot of options. And especially in that scenario, right? He's thinking at all costs, I've got to stay on the outside of him. And so I need to stay in the gas to make sure I stay on the outside of him. Unfortunately, with these race cars, in that aero position, you're going to lose the complete grip of your car. And it's going to go dead right, which we've seen with everyone.
0: It makes me think back to uh, the Cook 600 you won when you were racing Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. You, it, the situation was, was similar, right? You had said, I'm going in here.
1: Uh, I'm not letting off. And Okay. Very similar. I didn't even think about that. So, same scenario right and i said after the coke 600 in 2022 i says if there was contact i was going to be that was going to be the result like i just at that point we're we're racing for the win i think that i've been very naive at times thinking that well this is just old school racing you got to be a purist and you can't you know you know, you gotta. The art of passing is 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 no longer an art. People just clean each other out. I just don't put this in that category whatsoever. I I I used arrow to my advantage the same way that Kyle Larson uses arrow to stay in front of me to his advantage when he's leading. So when is it okay for this person to use arrow to his advantage, but not the other car? Like it's just I don't know. I just again. Am I warm and fuzzy and saying you? This is I, you know, I went out and took that. F-. No, but you know, <laughs> I earned a lot of them the the very very hard way, and that was a hard way as well. Restarting fourth in that final restart or that second to last restart, but I mean, again, I, I put all the factors into play, and I believe with the roles reversed, the outcome is the exact same. I understand that I won't get the benefit of the doubt. Um, I understand that, you know, it, it looks similar to last year. The result was not the same as last year, uh, but it was certainly not the intent. The intent was to go in there and when he bobbled and shot up the racetrack, I got to go right. I have to clear right now. It's the only shot because if we come off, you know, side by side off of turn two that once I conceded that he was not, I was not going to get clear that we were going to have to, have to race down the backstretch, it was over. He was going to pinch me off in turn two. And again, someone, the only way a pass was going to be made for the lead, someone was going to get used up or someone made a mistake. That's the only chance that a pass happens for the lead.
0: So just the aerodynamics of this car lead to that, that situa-
1: situation. It does, which is why we put each other in these situations all the time. Uh, we do. It, it's very, very common. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can you can run right up to the if you're the inside car, you can run up to someone's door on the outside, and it also makes their car push really bad, and that makes them have to lift on exit. So if you think that they're going to get clear of you, just run up to their right, the the left side of their door. It just it, it causes a huge tight moment, makes them lift, and then bam, you you get to stay side by side.
0: Well, I tell you what, I'm not opposed to the booze because a lot of booze lead to engagement, and that uh, Instagram post has like 1,500 comments. Which
1: 1,500 comments? (laughs) Yeah. What? Give me a Give me a number of positive to negative ratio. Just off the top of your head.
0: Probably 60 40 negative.
1: Oh, route. Oh, I thought it would be. No, it's got. It's way more negative than that.
0: I'm gonna take a sample of about. 15 comments, right? Whatever whatever shows up here. Whatever shows up, you're going to read. Yep. Now, just keep sc-
1: in mind that I'm gonna scroll what, a little bit so whatever gets the most likes is populated at the top. Well, I'm gonna so sc- it's probably going to be the f- you, Denny <laughs> Hamlin. I'm going to scroll a You're bit. a dirty veteran. All right, here we Kyle go. Kyle would never do that to you. I scrolled a little bit to get to the middle.
0: Hack, practice what you <laughs> preach, you little b- <laughs> Uh, a bunch of trash can emojis, a bunch of clapping emojis, absolute legend, not even close to over, still a lot to accomplish, my man. Uh, here's one in Spanish, this is saying more or less, you in Spanish. <laughs> I'd like to see him try to take this one away, congrats, legend. Uh, Denny Hamlin, you're the best and so is your mom, so shout out to Mary Lou, uh, and congratulations, congratulations, hell yeah, DH, okay. a couple goat emojis.
1: All right, go back so, to the top again. Read that top one.
0: Uh, hey, Hammond, I like your championships.
1: Oh, here, here's <laughs> oh, one. No.
0: Hey, hey that, that, this is the picture of you doing 50 with the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Pokémon Trophy. Here's one that says, how many championships do you have? Oh, yeah, look at your left hand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome. All right.
1: No, the back to the one about hack, practice what you preach, all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Can can we address this really quickly? Um what what am I preaching? I, I I'm confused about what am I preaching? Um again, if you switch the roles, there's no question that I get used up. I mean, it's just that's what happens. Again, I use previous instances to say, well, what what would what would this person do to me, right? And I understand Kyle's um, comments afterwards, saying, "Well, he did that to Ross, which he deserved, which Ross deserved." But I haven't done anything to him to for him to race me that way. I agree with that. Um, I mean, it's not completely true that we haven't had any situations where you know. I feel feel like he's used me up in a few instances and I and I reached out to him to uh, talk about those instances uh, in the past but I would say for the general generally speaking he's he's been very fair uh, to me um I wouldn't say I mean I, I we documented during the pre incident at, at at the dirt track like i I love Kyle but he. You know, he's not afraid to make, put you to a decision when he comes and slides you. Uh, okay. And another is he slid up slide job, slide job, and not Kyle Bush into the wall. Like I just, I feel as though roles reverse. I get the same treatment. And so Because I'm unpopular, should I not make that move? Should I not make the move, the same move that would be done to me? I I don't I guess I don't know it's a hard decision to make and it's really hard to make when it's a split second and you see an opportunity to win a significant race. And I made a choice that the best word for it is I just I don't love it, but I wouldn't change it.
0: I mean, that's what you said about about Kansas too. It was the same. You don't. You
2: don't yeah,
1: I mean, the, that's you don't love I, the outcome. I think me and well, this is the first time that me and Kyle kind of have a difference of opinion on the ending. Kansas, we had the same opinion. I mine was like, well, we were just racing there and we made slight contact, right. racing for the lead, and and that was that was it. And Kyle said the same thing. He's like, yeah, I mean, I got, I was loose. I bounced off the wall. He was right there. He was trying to side draft. That's racing. I We had the same opinion from Kansas, which is why neither one of us, well, certainly he was very fair in his statements after the race. I, I do think he's warranted to be upset. I, I'll, I'll certainly concede that roles reversed. I'm like, really, dude? But I... I'll know in the back of my mind, though, that this is fucking new NASCAR. This is just, this is the world we live in that the best car just ain't going to go past the leader anymore. You have to put someone to a compromising position to pass them. And especially with three laps to go, they ain't letting you buy. So it's, it's just different now. And, and certainly you could make an argument for the five teams Said, well, well, hey, we earned our spot in front of you. We, we played our strategy. We ran lap time. We earned that spot in front of you. You you shouldn't be able to just go take it. I think if I ran into the square in the back of them and spun around and in, in turn one, that's taking it. That's just not giving you an opportunity whatsoever to race, and that's dumping somebody, which is completely unacceptable. Racing for the lead? I, I don't know. I just... Uh, I get it. it. It's certainly a fine line. Uh, it's a, if Kyle thinks that he owes me one, I, I don't hold that against him uh, whatsoever. Um, I, I'm of the same opinion he is of like, I can separate our friendship off the racetrack to what we are competitors on the racetrack. And I mean, that's, it's interesting because i i said man i race my friends harder (laughs) i do and and hopefully the fans would want that like do the fans want oh these guys are buddies they're not going to race each other hard for the win well that's not good for your entertainment like you want us to be able to put that aside for a moment and then be competitors like a football game they want to you know knock the out of each other and they get out you know they 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 come at middle field and then they're like dabbing each other like that's just they, they can separate competition from friendship and he said hey you know i think uh jeff gluck said well, larson said well he would golf with them wednesday if he asked I, i'd the same way now i'd probably have some ex- some explaining to do but i still would you know you can't let your your friendship trickle into competition because you're just not doing your team justice i mean you know every team works so hard i get it my team i'm very very close with uh i've been with them for a long time um my relationship with chris and and those you know my engineers i've had them a very long time man if i if i just go through turns one and two and i lift and i'm conceding that all right well we're just going to run side by side here a I'm not winning. That's a fact. And I just, it's hard to me for me to say to them, I gave hundred percent when I know that there was another move to be had. There was a, I'm, I, I can be more aggressive here. You know, you, you heard it in Chris, you know, this right before that restart, right? And he's saying seven, he's fiery. 50, 600, find a way, find a way. And so that he says that entering turn three as we're about to restart. So, I mean, he got my blood going, and when I saw the five cars shoot up the racetrack in turn one and two, I'm like, "I got it! I'm taking it right now!" And you know, we we uh, we got close. We got close. So, um, listen, I, I I do hate it for for Kyle and his team. Certainly, they were deserving of getting a better finish. I'm not sure why they fell at the end i don't know um because it looked like his the speed of his car was fine through turns two and again he he didn't have a great car. i mean he was running pretty good lap times when he was out front but i i certainly thought we were faster the 19 was certainly faster but I didn't know what if he just once he got in traffic he had two tires he was then going up against four tire cars did he drop that reason or did he have damage not sure he mentioned his car was destroyed in the in his interview okay for, so for what it's worth yeah it it might have been for sure that that that's that's for sure um, now was it was it destroyed from the wall when he ran over the left side under caution I'm not sure because both were pretty significant hits uh, so it was. I I thought he would come up and like rev his engine or something, but I I didn't think he would like <laughs> just f- flatten the left side of the cars. But he, I don't know. It's I understand his his frustration. I get it. I I would have the same reaction. We're both competitors. We both want it bad. Um, I see the way like Harvick's driving this year, and like I haven't got there yet. I'm not nearly there. Um, where you can tell like he's just done letting people go. He's, he's not afraid to just kind of wash up and put your decision where you got to lift. Like he's his give shit is definitely meter is, is pegged on low um, with everyone. Um, but Kyle's going to win. He's going to be in this sport a long time. The next, I don't know how old is he. How old is Kyle? Uh, I think he turns 30 this week listen as a fan of his or you should know this 31 okay. 31 31 so he a
0: big present this year's 31
1: okay so yeah it's he's got another 13 14 years of his career i've certainly got less than that it's just um man you got every from my perspective you know it's every opportunity i don't take to try to win is one less win column one less tick in the win yeah. column right it's just it's it's very tough when you see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know when that is, by the way. I'm not suggesting that I'll be done uh, at the end of this year or or the following or the following. Joe says he's... uh, I'm not leaving for another 10. Um, I don't know about that, but yeah, it's... Like I said, I wanted 50 really bad and what did I say, Travis? Just ask Kyle (laughs) Larson. (laughs) That's not... I said I got
2: to start being more, oh, aggressive. more aggressive. Yeah, more aggressive. If people just listen to the podcast, they would have seen this coming. Also, sure. shout out to Kyle Larson. Thank you. Gave an action such a mental drop during his interview.
1: Yep. Um, I think what you should do, by the way, is say, all right, here's the take. And then just say, you know, like, just bleep it out. No sounds to make the people listen to the whole pod instead of watching the highlights. Because a lot of people watch the highlights. They don't. And they, and they comment on the highlights, and you're like, wait a minute, you, you don't understand what stuff. we're talking about. The clickbait stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like Chase let's hold hands. Well, perhaps.
1: <laughs> I still want to hold hands with them.
0: <laughs> they do not want to hold hands with them. No, they don't. Um, perhaps I gave you a, uh, an idea on how to address this elephant in the room, because yes, Kyle's birthday is this coming weekend. Or next it month, is? Next Monday. So you got a couple days
1: to prepare for this. You know what would be a good birthday present? Running second to me at Richmond.
0: That would be good. That'd be a gr- I would enjoy that. That'd be a great social
1: post. That'd be. Perfect. That'd be great for you.
0: It it would be. You had amazing.
1: I ruined your perfect scenario, didn't I? Which was what Denny and Kyle running one two or Kyle Denny, Clean, however. Cleanly,
0: you, yeah. Cleanly, yeah. Or without any drama, I should say that. Not maybe not cleanly, without okay. any drama.
2: All right. Have you spoken to Kyle Censor? Will you reach out to him? How does that go when something like this he's goes down? Say
0: happy birthday this week.
1: I don't know. I think this is probably a conversation to have in person. I think. I mean, our paths cross. We have same mutual friends. It's funny because you know his, my friend, is my friend first. By the way, JP works for Kyle, and he's like he's the Austin for Kyle. And JP's mouthing off at Austin's like, Austin should tell him, shut the f- up. Like, I'm not driving the car. Like, like they, they want to argue with Austin. Like, come argue with me. Like, anyway, I get it. Everyone's passionate because, you know, you, you live and breathe that person's life and yep. you travel with them. Like, I I always say, you know, Austin is the, like, tried and true. He is ride or die, DHR. Ride or die. And at times like I say, no, Austin, I up there. Like I'll tell him like, no. And he'll try to defend me to me. And I'm like, no, Austin, don't no. It's it's okay. I know I made a mistake there. It's it's okay to admit it. Well, you know, I I just think it was just, you know, just a messed up scenario. <laughs> so you know, JP is that guy for, for Kyle. And, yeah. and I love JP because, you know, you love loyal people. And that's why we're all friends. Is All these guys are loyal. Um, they could separate you know, work from, from play. We all have a good time. And um, again, well, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, condemn them for, you know, having a reaction. To it, that's for sure. It's always interesting
0: when things like this happen to see which person in the group chat is the one to break the ice and and kind of bring everything back to normal again.
1: Yeah, because Kyle's still in our golf guys chat. He's not in the golf guys, and there's no story to be had there. He moved away. He he moved to Phoenix, so he can't participate in all the events. But he's he's still in the chat. Um, So you, you definitely like even after Kansas, it took a while for someone to be like usually it lights up if either me or Kyle or Ricky win like the chat lights up
0: well that's what's funny because after Kansas Ricky had posted a, a gif in the chat of something and he thought it was hilarious and no one responded and then like two weeks
1: later he's like I, I thought that was funny I was <laughs>
0: trying yeah. to break the ice <laughs> you're right, right no one said anything
1: yeah Ricky Ricky's another great one just total loyal guy he's, he's awesome but uh really it 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 uh, it was a fantastic race at Pocono <laughs> to be honest with you all the races were really exciting the um, you know we spent so much time on the, the finish we got so much other stuff to, to cover here but first, I feel like we should say shout out to all the Pocono fans. Hey by the way, there was a picture of a lot of people giving me the finger, but there's one guy in a FedEx shirt. With me, when NASCAR says, congrats, 50 or something, you know, you see, boo, and then you see his fingers, and then there's one guy in a FedEx shirt just, hallelujah, this guy is cheering, I'm like, I, I did it for you, that guy, that one guy right there. Um, I will say this, though, I think I have more fans than I've ever had. I just yeah. think I had no fans before. Now, I have you- people... Surely, yeah. You've there's
0: this group of people that did not give a about Denny Hamlin, and now either they really don't care, right? No, they they don't like, or or they they really like you. Like you, you've taken this group of people. I had a fan
1: club, and that was the entire group of my fans, and there was about thirty or forty of them. (laughs) It was small. Your mom knew everyone by name. No question, but I at the racetrack now I see way more. Eleven gear than I've ever seen, for sure. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So since, since twenty nineteen or since I could I started. Yeah, yeah.
1: So those of you that you know continue to cheer when others boo, I'm doing this for you. I did
0: this for you. I thought you were bringing up the, the picture of just the Pocono crowd, the the crowd from the 2019. crowd was just, just amazing.
1: It was f-ing amazing. They did a phenomenal job. I don't know what it was. I don't know whether they promoted more in the market or what they did, but camping full. I mean, I've, I just, that place is revived. I don't know if it's the promotion, the racing, whatever it is at Pocono, but that track is absolutely revived. The infield, slam packed. They are spending money in the infield to make the fan experience better. Awesome job, and the stands were packed, sold out. I mean, just well done by Pocono this weekend.
0: And this is a track that uh, drivers, other people in the industry w- would always be, oh, we got Pocono this weekend, right? Didn't necessarily look forward to going to. Yeah. Probably more so because of the amenities in the area. Yeah, there's just not much
1: for sure. The yeah.
0: racing, or at least uh, the way the race ends, it has always been, since I can remember, exciting, exciting. Especially in recent years. Yeah.
1: So much of it, you know, the, the ticket sales and whatnot, you know, it goes into the promotion of it, right? Is, is how, how are they promoting and whatever they did, if it's a grassroots campaign, like, you know, Chris Farley did in black sheep, you know, posting on every tree uh, around the area, like whatever they did, do that again and help educate other tracks to do whatever they did to promote, because it was fantastic.
0: Yeah. I mean, one date, I feel like helps too. You can put all it, your, it does. especially for a track yep. like this.
1: That, that certainly is a factor.
0: Um, getting into the racing. Pocono has always been a strategy race. Uh, I'm curious. Strategy and fuel. Yep. I'm curious what goes into uh, a crew chief's decision on, on how to create that strategy before the race starts.
1: <clears throat> well, you, there's a lot of factors in it. One of them is going to be how close are you to the leader? Because you can't pit, you can't, pit and then you know before the end of the stage if you're not within i think the number used to be 12 seconds of the leader with the pit stops being faster now that number's probably
2: uh i thought i heard him say 15 seconds i was gonna say
1: 15 yeah yeah so 15 seconds or so so it's just you need to stay close to the lead to really give yourself tons of options for strategy um, to be honest with you, I didn't quite understand our strategy for most of the race, but I just kind of trusted in, they got to figure it out up there. They're looking at numbers and shit. I don't see. They see when other guys are pitting a lot of what Chris will do at times. will just look at, well, who are we racing? Who do we think has the same amount of speed as us? And you know, those are the guys we got to out strategize or figure out how to get ahead of and in, in track position. And so, um, Traditionally, when it comes down to the strategy and stuff, and especially at Pocono, I understand the assignment. That's kind of all I'll say about that. But I, underst- I know what he's trying to do and what he needs me to do when, when I'm out there. Like, I, I understand the assignment, and I pit whenever he says pit. Um, so, it's, tr- this is more of a track position race than it's ever been. It's never been more difficult to pass at that racetrack. Um, new tires again. Truex had four on us. We had two, and I think we even had older left side tires than that, than most. And still, like the ty- the times when I came out on two tires, I ran my fastest lap of the day. Um, it just it's so difficult to pass. the The tires don't fall off, so. It's, it's a strategy race. It really reminds me, it's as close to an F1 race as it possibly can get. Only the competition's better and closer. And yeah, I
0: mean, when you look at it, coming before the, yeah. the last two cautions, you had the top three cars were on a different strategy. Yeah. Right? Kyle, who, who had spun out earlier in the race, so he's on a completely different strategy, right, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. You had yourself, who was on a different strategy than Martin, who was behind you. So top three cars completely different ways of of running this race, but all found themselves
1: battling for the lead. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is because they, again, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat to put yourself up front at the end, but you got to have, first thing you got to have is a fast car. And then, you know, you've got to have the strategy work out. You have to have cautions, not screw you. There's sometimes a, a caution can just completely throw your strategy upside down so, there's a lot of factors in it for sure. But, you know, I think that many of my wins at Pocono, I wouldn't say many of them, a few of them have come because my team has just killed it on the strategy side of things. I think one of them being the race last year, which I guess didn't count. But even the year, I don't know, 2019 or 20, one of those years that we won, that was a strategy call where we were racing Kyle Bush. And Kevin Harvick, and we were all pretty close on speed, but we just we beat them with strategy. We we had a better strategy call.
0: Yeah, and you've also had the, the races here where you've
1: run out of fuel on the last lap, where mm. the strategy just didn't quite play out. No doubt, <laughs> I had one of the most dominating cars I thought I ever had. There was probably in 2000. Gosh, it's right after 2010. I won one of those races in 2010. But the following year, just I had the field by like three quarters of a second, a lap in practice. And then the car broke when I took the green flag. I think the fuel pump or something broke on it and never got a shot. But you always remember the ones you didn't win. Like, even though, you know, this is a big one, we got 50. Like, I'm like, I feel like I should have 40 more just because of crazy shit that has happened. But everyone has that story in their resume. On our show sheet here, we have just... Just so much drama. Suarez
0: Logano, and then We're, Joey and, and his tow truck driver. Austin Dillon so the first his th- helmet. Where, I, I'm not, where do you want to start?
1: I don't know. Um, where do we start? I mean, the first thing when I walked in the studio. Travis, you look like
0: you want to laugh, so let's start with Joey and the tow truck driver. The <laughs>
1: tow truck driver. <laughs> I, let's just say this. I'm not going to play the audio because, again, it, you know, his sponsors might have, you know, words to say you know, or, or his team, and, you know, it's just not a great look. So I won't play it, um, but there is in-car um, audio out there if you really, really want to investigate. That's f***ing hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hilarious because it's not me. I understand in his moment, he's like, there's nothing wrong with my car. Just <laughs> <laughs> hook me to the tow truck. <laughs> and he starts getting pushed and he loses his brain and starts yelling at the official to hook up the fucking tow truck. And then I guess as the, the officials are walking away, he's just, he's mumbling or screaming to himself about the official. And it's just, uh, it's funny because it's not me, but I, <laughs> I can I can empathize with his position because uh, now I think he ended up did having significant left side damage. Uh, but I looked at his car. I'm like, well, and I asked over the radio. I said, Chris, why is he not just driving? And he's like, I think he's beached. I think he has all four flat and he can't move. So I heard Joey talk about at the end of the race that, or at the end of his day you know, we got to come up with something different. I, I agree with that. I think that it's certainly we've seen it multiple times. And, it, and really, the problem is it's taking making the cautions so long, like the cautions are getting super long here. felt they felt long yesterday. And a lot of it is because, you know, NASCAR is trying to do the teams and the drivers a favor by not just dragging your car at 80 miles an hour to the pit lane like that would destroy the bottom side it's getting destroyed anyway so you might as well try to do it as fast as you can but they're trying not to destroy this expensive piece of carbon fiber on the bottom of the car but i'm wondering if like i even said like should we just f1 style yeah, can lift you pick these... it up
0: like that or is it too heavy
1: well you would need a special piece of machinery to pick up that heavy ass car that f1 car weighs far less yeah. than what this cup car does so i don't I don't know the right strategy to do it. Uh, we've cut the rub blocks in half from what they used to be. There's actually no left, left rear rub block, but they they get beach. And again, those rub blocks are there to protect the underside of the car because frankly, the teams could not afford to keep buying underwings every single week. So they're there for a reason. They're not there for looks. Uh, I don't know the right answer to it, but it's like, there certainly should be a better scenario than what we've got. Um, I just don't know exactly what should, it is.
0: Should there also be like a push-to-talk button on the steering wheel, maybe, in the future?
2: <laughs> to, to
0: so, Joey's not in this situation again.
2: So on the teardown, they were speculating that they think it was the camera and it picked up the audio. Yes, it wasn't it like he, he didn't uh, have like the team okay. key or anything. Yes, got it. Got, he was it. he was. He he did Every the right ha- thing.
1: He was screaming to himself, but yes, there is a tiny microphone yeah. oh, yes. in, in the, in the, which is where we heard the priests yep. and Corey yep. thing.
0: Every car has one. Every car has an in-car camera now.
1: Yeah. So the, the mic on that picked it up, but Got it. I, it, listen, it's for our listening pleasure. I, I, it's not their pleasure. They, they had a day. Um, they got tore up, and obviously he he was probably thinking at the time he didn't know he had left rear damage, uh, toe link damage. That uh, listen, if I just put four tires on this thing, I could go back to the pit area and you know st- still be on the lead lap or get my lead get my lap back at some point.
0: I'm just curious. Have you? I think for a lot of fans, no one's ever seen or heard Joey like this. And you've had your run-ins with Joey. Have you heard yeah, this so side I, of him before?
1: So this is a thing, right? This is this. It finally comes through. Like people don't understand. Well, how can he be so one way on the track and different in person? And like, yeah, you've never. I don't think anyone's ever seen or heard this side of Joey. We we know it's there. It's on the inside. Um, we've seen little hints of it, but not not like this for sure. But it's. I mean, damn! You got a mic inside of a inside of a athlete's helmet when he just had something bad happen like it's you usually don't get that kind of access in other sports <laughs> yeah or you got to pay for it this was 100 this was <laughs> yeah. percent free yeah um uh, what what's uh, i mean there's austin, so many austin dillon
0: you got to connect with the helmet you got to <laughs> fucking connect
1: i saw some people were saying that throw was weak throw was
0: weak but also did you see reddick like he's i'm not sure if he was cleaned his tires or just swerved at the right time he kind of dodged it it looked um, like it, a little So
1: bit. I didn't see it. Um, carry me through the next minute while I, I okay, look
0: his, at this. His problem, he's going to pull up his note here and click on a link that's going to yeah. bring him to a Twitter video.
2: Eighties problem was, I don't know if he's ever, he's not, like, has he gone hunting before? He aimed for the, you got to aim forward. The car is moving. Like,
1: that's correct. It's you, a moving you target. That.
0: you got to, oh, that. and he he's,
2: bounced it in.
0: Yeah, he's trying to throw a bounce pass. I don't
2: know how he
1: threw, like how he. It was yeah, bad. It, it, listen, helmets. Helmets kind of heavy though. Yeah, and if you're carrying, and if you're throwing it by the, God, that, that's expensive.
0: I mean, pop, you're, pop. You're effectively taking like that helmet bill. You're effectively taking a wad of five grand, right, and throwing <laughs> it at Tyler Reddick, essentially.
1: Yeah, paint, uh, paint scheme all included for sure. Yeah, but I mean, at the time, I, he's probably so hot he don't really give a. That's so why I took my Hans off when I chucked it at Harvick at Bristol after he wrecked me there. I was I was like, helmet? No, let me unhook this thing real quick. <laughs> and it, you know, it's way easier. It's like a boomerang. Just kind of the helmet, a little heavier. Um, yeah, not not a great, not a great throw, but it's an awkward um, object to try to throw. Um I, I disagree with the weak throw i mean he bounced it in but it had velocity on it so i'm gonna give him you know he's got a baseball background uh i think he was part of the little league world series at one time um
0: he's clearly didn't
1: play shortstop uh but but yeah in that wreck i'm looking at the wreck too i don't know it it people are going to think I'm such a homer, right? I mean, because I'm I'm sticking up for Tyler here, but it's like the three came down from what I can see, unless there's an angle that's kind of messed up here. um,
2: I mean, clearly Dylan was so upset that he thought he just got ran over. So if it helps you, the broadcast defended Tyler too. You're not, you're not like, okay,
1: it just, it looks weird to me. I'm like, well, wait a minute, why is he going so low? But it, it's really hard to say because that is the worst spot for the spotters to try to spot is into turn one. Um, you, They're guessing. Spotters are guessing. <laughs> they're telling you shit, but they they don't have any idea going into turn one. All they see is the back of the cars and they don't know if you're clear or not. Like If it's close, it's it's on you. You got to use your mirrors for sure into turn one. Which sometimes is why the restarts are so crazy, like they were. Which is why they saw the Suarez Logano wreck. You know, it happened because people were changing lanes and they didn't know that someone was there. So yeah, it just that that happens at that racetrack.
0: And we saw that too in the Xfinity race, right? With Josh Berry coming back up the track, not knowing uh, how close mm-hmm. whoever was there, and and they made contact. Uh, the other uh, incident we had was
1: uh, Ryan Priest and. Corey Joy, apparently. Again, that's another one I did not see. Like, all all I saw from that was the, um, I'm sure it's going to be, I mean, there'll be video. NASCAR has all these in-car cameras. So, they're going to post the dash cam from Corey probably today. Um, if they and, haven't already. Yeah, but Priest was hot. I mean, he was hot at LaJoy. So there must have been something that he thought was uh egregious. Speaking of egregious, did Ty Dillon just flat out dump the fourteen of Briscoe? It looked um not not great. But again we didn't T V it's so hard to go back and well, Hey, let's go back two laps and figure out where, where where this all stemmed from. They got a lot of going on. Um, by the way, man, I know I'm bouncing around, but NBC's production is so freaking good. Like they even laid out the strategy on like a, on a diagram and says, all right, well, here's how the crew chiefs are playing this. So NBC does such a fabulous job of telling the stories of what's going on in the race. Um, they they you can't give them enough credit for for what they do and how they call races and uh, breaking it all down for for everyone. Uh, but the priest thing, I mean, I think he's still a little miffed. You know, ever it seems like ever since the Larson kind of crowded him at at, at Bristol, and he's like, "Screw this! I'm gonna stick up." You know, maybe it started at Coda remember he had a post-race interview he's just like i'm done like i'm so done with this and getting run over like i'm and since then he got <laughs> you know he got the bristol incident then whatever happened here and there's just been a few and the Stuart haas cars have been struggling mightily except for the four um it's just been a tough season for him and i think that uh that all plays a factor in, in reactions after races. And when you get, uh, when you get spun out, but I, you know, we'll get a we'll get a look at it later today. I'm sure to see how egregious it was, but whatever it was, he was pissed at, uh, at LaJoy. I saw LaJoy's crew members come and pull him off, which, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess if it's my team, I, they, they should do that, but, I know that well, NASCAR, is- NASCAR frowns upon the team going to the car too quickly. Well,
0: yeah. Well, people are always saying, oh, NASCAR knows these things are happening. How do they have that guy there <laughs> ready? They did, was this- know, they did not know this one was going to happen. Yeah, no. They were not. Oh, prepared. I was going to
1: say, I thought you were going to tell me that gold shirt security man <laughs> oh, was, was on watching, the scene. No,
0: I'm watching the, the video he was here. Nowhere he is, to be seen. No, the only gold I see is Corey's helmet when he gets out of the car. <laughs>
2: man. Speaking of that accident, though, Denny, what? What did you know of that wreck happening when you were getting ready to take the white and them waiting to throw the caution?
1: All they tell me is that there's a spin. Um, Still green, still green,
0: still green. Yeah.
2: You must have
1: the the radio on. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He just says, keep coming. We're staying green, staying green. And at that point, I see the flag go up in the air, and I thought it was yellow. And I was like, God damn it. And I'm like, oh, no, that's white. That's white. (laughs) That's that's bosses. This I, is over.
0: I think the the uh the flagman reached for the yellow initially and then grabbed the white.
1: Yeah, and I see NASCAR is getting a lot of criticism for this call, but I think it's been very consistent. Now it just depends on the on the race. I, I get it. But at the end of races, no, mostly it's happened on the white flag lap where they have held. the the caution to as late as possible until we get around there. I haven't seen them hold a caution on with two to go. Usually I'm not going to say they want it, but they, they want more green, white checkers. They want, you know, that, that action. I think they've, they had already seen enough at that point um, in, in the action category. Um, I could be wrong. I think they were running late. They were, that the broadcast was already when i looked at post race it was there were still laps left in the race so i think they were running up against a t- tv it window
0: looked, stage 1 looked like a truck race you so. have
1: to understand that these are factors okay these are factors in in it like it or not i know you might not like it but sometimes races get called based off of how how are we doing on time and that's that's i think this may have been a fact where we're, we're flat out out of time here. And uh, we need to, you know, there was no immediate danger. The The 41 did not hit anything. He started to get going, yeah. which is why they held it as well. So it ain't like a guy hit the fence with two to go and they just didn't throw a caution. Like, I don't think they deserve, you know, the criticism they're getting for that by any means. But they absolutely, like Jeff Burton said, they had to throw the caution once we got to almost turn two. And he was sitting at the exit of turn two, halfway between, or really halfway between each wall. So they had no choice then, but uh, certainly the crowd didn't like it. They were booing. <laughs> they just did not like that call. Yeah, they, they, they really didn't like uh, how the race ended. They wanted to see you cross the finish line. I know.
0: What What else you got? I got a couple dear Denny's
1: for you. So Hey, I mean, I had on here you guys put down Bowman Rex and says Denny just f fucking wrecked us. Well that ain't true either. As as we found out. Um I got a big runoff of turn two. Uh I mentioned this in, in post race, but I got a big runoff too, and I'm like, I, I, I even showed nose low. Like I'm I, I told him at that point. Here, here I'm coming with my run and I'm showing you what line I'm coming to. Well, when I got close to him, he just dived low and got loose. Like, you know, it seems like that they're getting loose a lot. Uh, but certainly when I got up close to him, he started shaking the rear tires and you started getting sideways. And at that point, I'm just on the brakes, like, like trying not to run into him, trying to, not to make things worse. And. At that point, I'm thinking the 45's going around me. He ain't lifting, but um, again, I was. I, I tried to you know, give him some a minute there to to get it all gathered, but uh, it didn't. But you know, again, that's a scenario where he thinks we made contact. I knew we didn't make contact, and and that's that's why I'm disputing the 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 Larson thing because again, I – show me an overhead shot or something, because you can't see in the angles that they show, but uh, not to get in that rabbit hole, but that tells you inside the car, how you can have two totally different perspectives on whether there was contact or not. And unless you have conclusive video evidence, it, you know, it's up for debate. So, uh, certainly did not get into them. Um, let's see. I'm trying to keep count of our wrecks. Uh, he's got me twice. I think, I think I got him at, uh, Co- or at, uh, Chicago. So I wasn't, you know, I talked to him after Atlanta and, um, he came up to me and, and, and said that, you know, Oh man, screw up. I'm like, it's, it's no big deal. I, I knew it was inadvertent and you didn't, you just made a mistake and I just happened to be there. It had nothing to do with the previous week. So we were all good there and which why I, I we raced each other pretty fairly all day long, and he just got loose there. It's well Since 2021, you're now, you're now even 2-2. He had Martinsville. You had
0: Chicago. He had Atlanta. Now you have Pocono. Jared, I'm
1: just, what the <laughs> f*** is wrong with you? I didn't just touch just, him. <laughs> oh, this one doesn't, doesn't count. No, it doesn't fucking <laughs> count. He lost it. It only counts what? when there's contact, mate. Okay, so you, you have one in your back pocket then still. It, it, you know, if you need it, <laughs> you know, in reserve. Are you? I'm. You were gonna count I, this against me. I mean, I don't know. You are it, like all those other Darfs.
2: I mean, Jared it, is a Hendrick fanboy.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, it's just ironic how well it played out in your favor. That's all.
1: I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't set up his race car. I mean, I didn't go in the corner sideways. That's just trying to make a pass and next thing you know this guy's going backwards in front of me so it was it was coincidence it was not anything but coincidence we also have on here battle with harvick you weren't happy with him so all right man this is going to be a record long episode tv fans tv's job is to produce drama when they say that Denny is ups. he is really mad at Kevin Harvick. Do you know what I said on my radio? I'm like <sighs> I'm like you, we just held each other up and now we're both going to get past. That's literally the words. I mean, I might be skewing a word or two here and there cuz I can't remember exactly, but at no point was like fucking motherfucking Harvick god drive me like a d- You're going to have a lot of bleeps <sighs> on that one. You're going to spend a long time editing. Um, no, it was just, I just ran you down, by, like, quickly. And, you know, he, again, I talked about he, he's not letting anyone go this year. So he's just, I, I, the only way I'm going to pass him, I'm going to have to use him up, slide him up the racetrack, or he's going to have to concede, okay, I'm sick of you hounding me. Go ahead. Like that's the only way that a pass gets made. And so he was in a position where he wasn't willing to give up that track position. Um, and so you can make the the person's job impossible to pass there if you want to. And he, he was, he was, he knew I was faster, but he didn't care. And he wanted to keep his track. You know, he wanted, you know, every spot matters when it comes to these last restarts. And so, I mean, God, yeah, he was just hanging on the right rear, hanging on the right rear. And I, you know, I needed a foot to clear, but at the time, it's not the end of the race. I didn't slide him up the racetrack and say, All right, well, I'm sick of you holding both of us up here, which I, I probably should have done. I should have just kind of moved him up and said, Screw this. Like, I ain't got time to play games with you in this scenario. But, you know, it all worked itself out in the end.
0: Yeah. And if anything, he apologized by the push he gave you on the
1: last restart. Hey. Can't hate it.
2: Dear Danny, we've got some questions that we want to ask. Dear Danny,
0: we need answers and we need them fast. We tried to ask Junior, but his answers were lame. And with DBC, it was more of the same. Now we're caught on you, because you're our only hope. This ain't the racetrack, so maybe you won't. Couple of dear Denny's. First one I got for you is, uh, how did you celebrate your fiftieth win?
1: Um, well, we we flew home and then I got a champagne shower outside the plane. You can see that on my Instagram at Denny Hamlin. And pouring, in the pouring rain. In the pouring rain. So everyone was waiting. They said, "Oh, it's pouring out here," and nobody was when we, you know, when they open up the door of the plane, everyone's kind of waiting there. I'm like, man, it must be really raining bad. Cause I, I just kind of sit in the back until all the luggage is <laughs> unloaded. You know, I don't have any luggage, but whoever's flying with me at the time. Um, and so the bus is waiting to take, take me to the hangar. And next thing you know, I just get champ champagne shower from, from all the buddies. And they, they had the shirts, Ready the DHR fifty. The hats ready. Ronnie hats. Shout out to you for the awesome uh, Denny Hamlin fifty win hat. Um, appreciate him and he organizing the uh, the friends to come over and and have some fun. And what did we do? We just we went we went in the media room. We came back to my house and then I proceeded to go downstairs and beat the shit out of you in pickleball.
0: Come on, you didn't beat the. <clears throat> out of it was 11, I was in game. control the whole game 11-9 game
1: it was 11-9 because I let you come back
2: did you ever have the lead Jared yeah nope yes I was up 1-0 oh
1: <laughs> were I you had, yeah I, had the first I
2: don't point. think so oh big collapse then I guess
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then well before that Jared uh, you one. lost a three-point contest to Jay motherfucking white yeah that, that how did you good. do that
0: that was not good you, he you didn't out- hit the rim
1: for, for he each each person got 10 shots. Yep. 10 shots. And I knew from Jared wanted, from Jared the rock climber now, you know, he's he's all strong and buff. He's hanging on rocks on his fingertips now. Um I I said the Jared's first shot is going to go over the backboard. <laughs> like he's he's so he's got spring in his legs. Jay White was the exact opposite. <laughs> He couldn't hit the rim. Eight times he didn't hit the rim. And a couple times he, he threw it 10 foot short. No legs, no strength. <laughs> now, he had had a few beasts in him at the time. But, man, it was not pretty. However, the two shots that Jay White hit the rim, it went in. And you only made one out of 10. Yeah. You lost.
0: It, it was it was truly embarrassing. You watched Jay, Jay White took the first shot, and fuck, it was 10 feet short. And it's like, okay, I just got to make one, and this thing's over. And then like about right. the fifth shot, I hit it and think it's over. And then Jay White, over. Jay White sinks one, <laughs> ties the game, and then... Big boy! <laughs> yeah, the 9 or 10th shot, he,
1: he wins it. Was, the big boy took you out. The big boy. It, you had a bad night. I mean, I took... Evidently, I took Kyle Larson out. That put, probably put you in a bad mood. Then you lost to Jay White. That's humiliating. Yeah. And then you got smoked on the pickleball court. So, not not a great S- smokes, night for you.
0: Smokes, a, sn- smokes not there. I mean, right word, y- you
1: were so upset, you cut my shirt in half.
0: Yeah, I hope Austin can get me another one of these. Okay.
1: Thanks. I- Shout out to Jordan Greg, by the way, of the Jordan Brand for these shirts. You, the man. And, appreciate you
0: and uh and rachel austin's wife for for putting this together we talked about it last, austin dropped me off at home last night at about three o'clock i think it was so that's what time all this ended and i said man it'd be funny if like i could get like a half and half shirt and austin's like oh I'll, I'll ask rachel in the morning i'll send her a text now I, oh really yeah so this oh this thanks rachel appreciate that this morning before uh coming over here i i stopped over there cut this larson's shirt in half and cut your shirt in half and she stitched it up and i don't know it looks pretty good
1: it does look pretty good maybe you should wear it sometime at a racetrack
0: it, the funniest part is the the jordan shirt they're both <laughs> mediums by the way but the jordan shirt is way bigger, longer yeah
1: yeah he he, uh, he gave me the nba version the uh <laughs> the extra <laughs> yeah, tall yeah um,
0: you that's know. the one football players put over their shoulder pads
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right so um well that was uh that was pocono um, where are we going this weekend? Richmond, Richmond. I got one more. I got one more dear Denny. How did your kids like the, the Barbie movie? So I saw, um, I saw some of the outrage from my comment that the Barbie movie was the worst movie ever made. That's why I said, how do your, how'd your kids like it? Taylor. Okay. Molly, no chance. She even remotely understood it. Like it wasn't, I don't know that it's super kid friendly, um, I, I was thinking it would be more of a kid movie, like some a, a kid movie, but with some adult humor. You know what I mean? That's what kind of what I was expecting. Yep.
0: One and of those that parents could take their kids to and parents could still enjoy. It
1: just, it just, I didn't, the plot was non-existent. It just wasn't good. Taylor was like, it wasn't very good, dad. So even my kids were like, Mm-mm. So, not not a hit for me for sure. Um, definitely won't be checking that out uh, when it comes out on digital. Again, uh, I don't know. Just I, I maybe just too much buildup for it for the letdown. But I I, I I I honestly don't believe I've seen a worse movie in the in the theater for sure. And certainly if I've seen it, a worse movie at home. On the TV, I turned it off instantly. I just did not have that option. I could not leave the theater. But, fact though, there was probably eight people leave the movie early. I did see them grab their and like leave. And they weren't going to the bathroom because they never came back. It just, I I think this is, it's not going to be the big hit that we thought.
0: For for what it's worth, I do know a couple of people that also went to see it and I won't mention their names to save their identity. Okay. Because you took some hate on Twitter, but they also did not stay till the end of the movie. It may have been because they went to see it at like 1130 at night and this was now one o'clock when they left, but regardless, they weren't compelled. They weren't if it was compelling,
1: they would have stayed. Yeah. So I think I know who you're talking about and they made the right choice. <laughs> yeah. I think you follow them on Instagram. <laughs> um, all yeah, right. Well, Richmond this weekend. Richmond. Looking forward to it. Uh, we've had race-winning car there for the last few years.
2: Will you be driving aggressive
1: this week, Danny? Absolutely. Hundred <laughs> percent. No question. Fifty-one. Big landmark.
0: Do you get? Do you get anxious now, like as each race passes, uh,
1: since you want to hit sixty? Like does each one? I mean, what is it? I guess in the grand scheme of things, what does it really matter? Like 50 to 60, but it's just a personal goal. I I really haven't set many goals for myself personally um, when it comes to statistics other than that win number. So if I felt like I was starting to lose my edge as far as competition-wise or I wasn't running as good, listen, Father Time eventually is going to I'm going to go over a hill here and it's going to happen quickly. Um, But I just don't, it's not on the horizon. I feel like I've really got some good, good years left. And I feel like I'm as good as I've been as far as my race craft is concerned. Um, The speed is there. I've still got really, really good speed. So no, I'm not panicked. I still think 10 wins to the end of my career. Like I, I, I'm thinking bigger. Mm, 75. All right, let's not kid ourselves here. (laughs) Let's not kid ourselves. Um, Yeah, so I guess since, you know, the biggest thing would be 60 for me personally. For the crowd, it would be winning a championship. But let me ask you subjectively take me out of the picture. A driver with 21 wins i i don't know, i don't know who this is. a driver with 21 wins in a championship or someone with 50 and none
0: probably if you know anything about the sport i think you would go with 50 and none
2: would you rather be like the detroit pistons have that one or chart like uh ben wallace has one or charles barkley that was great but didn't win
1: it's just so difficult in team sports, especially basketball or football or whatever. Right. It's, you know, it's great players sometimes aren't on great teams. Right. Um, I do think our sport is more of a team sport now than ever. Um, that's, that's, that's for sure. Uh, there's, there's, you don't have it, huge car advantages anymore. Just the way the championship plays out with this one race and, uh, caution at the end could either make or break you. And certainly it, It broke Carl Edwards in 2000-whatever. Yeah, Um, I don't know. You just
0: can't compare it to to stick and ball sports. Wins, right? You don't count wins in stick and ball sports. Tom Brady, you don't say LeBron James has won 1,500 games. No, you either have a championship or you don't. It's one or the other.
1: Right. No, I get it for sure. Uh, I, I think what we probably correlate the most to is golf. Would that be fair? How many majors do you have... How many PGA tour wins do you have? Like right? I, I feel like it's as hard to win a NASCAR race as it is a PGA tour event. Now there's more players, I get it, in the PGA tour. So I I don't know. I, I think that the, the NASCAR and PGA has the most relation to what is your top five percentage, top ten percentage, how many wins do you have? Um that really kind of solidifies where you stand in the sport but yeah. i mean this is a guy with no championships talking so i'm going to see it through my lens yeah you, you you like the guy with 50 wins and no championships i i mean i wouldn't trade my career for someone with one and half the wins no way i got way more trophies <laughs> yeah. way more
0: it, it's it is a it's interesting though that for the most part over the last 20 years, right? The guys who do have championships also have a lot of wins.
1: Mm, yeah, somewhat. Somewhat. When Kyle Larson or Chase Elliott won their championships, they didn't have... Right. They were well, in, them, the, they're in the teens. I'm projecting right?
0: by the end of their career, right? Oh, yes.
1: Guy, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I mean, someone like Larson or Lugano, um, I mean, they're they'll surpass... The fifty. I mean, they'll be, they'll be in the sixties, for sure. That that'll be a given. I think for for them, how much runway they have in their careers.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's wrap up with this. I got a review here from uh, T Dub JP, and he says, uh, "I'm a HMS fan, and I've loved the podcast from episode one. Keep up the great work." I don't know if he left this review this morning. He did or, not. This was left <laughs> before cover. Sunday. No. Yeah. Definitely. But, but there's been a few what of those. Be, since this morning? No, no. Oh, okay.
2: uh, since the podcast where HMS fans have said that they've become a I wanna, fan. I want to hold
1: hands with them. I do. I, I love them. They just don't love me back. I love all fans. I love passionate fans. I really do. If when, when my name gets announced for driver intros, make a noise. I don't care what noise it is. Just make some kind of noise. Just don't clap. Clapping is, uh, go ahead. We'll move to the next guy. (laughs) Next guy. Um, what else? Is that it? That's a wrap.
0: That's it. it. Leave us a review. Follow on social at Denny Hamlin at dirty mo media. If you want, you can follow me at Jared D Allen. But besides that,
1: Hey, also need to remind the people to get their tickets for the dirty mo experience at Bristol coming up for the Bristol night race. Um, that's a big race and these things always typically sell out well they always have sold out so make sure you get your tickets where are you getting their tickets at travis
2: uh dirtymo uh, media.com ultimate experience
1: he just said it i'm not going to redo it so get him to get your tickets there go see the dbc guys um maybe we can get jared to make a pop in sure. no, number 560 sure. and uh We'll see you guys next week.
2: Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok,
1: and Instagram.